A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Yesterday afternoon we dropped the first instalment of our podcast with Bloke in a Bar featuring Denim Kemp and of course the great man Brett Finch. Now this morning we dropped part two where we went through all of the fans poll results there, going through every single position, the MVP, your favourite team, coach of the year, all that sort of stuff. We gave all the results of that, we took a deep dive on all of those. Today I'm going to drop for you our deep dive on the most improved player, the rookie of the year, the recruit of the year, who we think is going to win the premiership. Why do you? Who do you like beating the boat most? The franchise players, uh, rating the referees, the use of the bunker, bunker ruling on forward passes, the six again rule, a potential transfer window, rating the NRL administration so far this year, the sin binning and how that has changed over the year, play-by-play commentators, it's a really interesting one, the expert analysis that we love to hear from, and of course, the two-point field goal as well. So a heap to dive into off the back of the results that you guys provided in the NRL's fan poll there. Uh, it was a really great podcast. As I said, if you want to listen to this whole thing all in one big whack, it goes for about two hours or so, you can listen to that on Bloke in a Bar. If you'd like to listen to little segments or little specific positions that we spoke about, you can have a listen to it on my podcast. I've broken into three bits that have all been uploaded over the last 24 hours or so. I'll pass you over to the last installment of my Bloke in a Bar podcast from this week. Just a Bloke in a Bar. Uh, now, on to Rookie of the Year, uh, Walker 35%, Walsh 27%, Schuster 16%, Laurie 8%, uh, Iremer 3%, Staines 3%, Osaka Manu, uh, Okotoa, uh, uh, do you know how to pronounce that name? Stefan, big Stefano, big Stefano, two percent. So uh, at two percent, Suwali one percent, Heatherington one percent, Rabadi one percent. Uh, I think that this is pretty accurate. I, you know, maybe challenge Schuster and Walsh's yeah. position a little bit, but in saying that, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, I think Walsh has walked into that team and played such an. I mean, RTS moved. This was the Dally M winner three yep. years ago. He's moved to the wing. He's now left, and I think Walsh has done a really good job. The thing I love about Walsh and. On the weekend, I mean, he, he missed a heap of kicks. He missed the field goal. He missed it for touch. But 
as you always talk about, when the mm. game was on the line, Reese Walsh wanted the ball. Can you imagine the head noise on that kid after missing four <laughs> goals in a row? Yeah. And, and then from 40 metres out with a premiership winning half next to him in chat, he says, no, fuck off, give me the ball. I want <laughs> it. Like It's good. It's what you it's want. It's so impressive. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's uh, – I'd challenge the – I don't know if he's been that much better than Schuster, but um, in terms of Walsh for that second spot, but they've, the top three have been standouts. They've had superb years, all of them. Uh, best recruit, Papa Lee, 35%. Grand, 11%, which is weird. He, I don't consider him a recruit. Nah. For Feeder, 11%. Walsh, 11%. Benji, 7%. 4 and 5%. I actually think Foran should be much higher. I think that Walsh should also be much higher. I could, I would even argue... Remus Smith, I'd have higher. I would even argue that Walsh is a better signing than Papa Lee, only because of the long-term value mm. that he possesses. Well, but when it comes to this year, Papa Lee is... I think to value for money, you know, like, look what... What you got value for money for Papa Lee compared to Fafita. And I'm not saying Fafita's played bad, but when you put that much money on the table for a back rower, there's, mm. there's going to be days he's impacted by other players around him just for the fact that he doesn't get the footy. So, um, that, you know. Is that Walsh to Papa Lee? No, or? I'm just saying Fafita. Oh, Fafita and, and Papa Like, Lee. you know, like I think, you know, in terms of value for money, like, and that's not Fafita's fault. Sometimes there's going to be games he doesn't get the ball because the, the halves don't get him the ball. Yep. But that's the, the, the gamble you take when you. Uh, put so much money on the table for for a back row, but you know Papa Lee, he's certainly not on big coin, but he's he's paid himself back in spades. He's been great, and I think Remus Smith's been great for down in Melbourne. And again, someone down there, not on much money, come out of Canterbury. Canterbury didn't want him, and he's um, you know, he's a good, consistent first grade centre now, and doing a good job. What do you I, reckon? I think the two that stand out for me, and they're both in the Tigers, Dane Laurie. Mm. I yep. mean. We yeah, I think what he the way that he's played this year, coming in with one game of first grade, I think last year has yep. been unbe- like, fuck. I know the Tigers are battle, but where would they be without Dane? Yeah. Oh my god, like, that's recruiting again. They got him yeah. for cheap out of Penrith, and he's yep. done a great job. And the other one is Stefano. He is the best forward at the West Tigers now. For yep. me, you can have Alex Twole and him. I would have on about even. But as soon as he goes off the field, the Tigers are cooked. Mm. They are going nowhere fast yep. and. He, it it took, took him a while to find his way into first grade, but over the last two months, as you guys said, when he went into Origin Camp, yep. mate, I, I think he's been one of the best front rows in the game in the last eight weeks or so. He's been very impressive. And the good thing for, for, for Tigers fans, the positive is that Tigers really fought for him from the Eels. So that's a sign of you know good recruitment. Yep. It's the, the silver lining for the Tigers, even though it's a fucking tough year, they've bought a few guys that have been on unders and they've really delivered. So mm. the positive is, is yes, you it can't is. recruit the big the big stars, but at least you're getting the, these Adam Dewey's, uh, Stefano's, and Laurie's for cheap and turning them yeah, into good first graders. I, uh, I think Benji to be at 7%. He debuted in 2003. It's crazy. It's fucking mental. Nearly 20, 20 years. years. Yeah. Absolutely mental. I, I just think when you – I would go Papali'i for his impact this year, but when you're talking about uh, what they could do to a franchise – I just think Walsh is like right, right up there because off the field, Mark, everything like sponsorship, and and we saw on the weekend like he's when the game's on the balance, he wants the ball in his hand. Now he's going to miss, he's going to miss a few goals like he did on the weekend, but the times he wins it are going to be far outweigh the times he loses. In my opinion, you've had a club that's never won anything. He's a bloke that wants to win. It's just that mentality at the age he's at with the pressure he's under. Incredibly impressive. Um, Now, quickly on to best captain. I think we all agree Tedesco this year. Yeah, I think Um, most improved. uh, Hines, Papali'i, To'o, Hughes. I would think. I think Hines is fucking out and out the best for that. 
Yeah, yeah. One, once again, if, if you didn't watch Hines coming through, he is. Yeah. But if you saw him come through, That's you're not shocked I, in the slot. No, and I'm so, like, I think Hughes should be more like Hughes again. 18 months ago, he was he's a fullback. Yeah. You know, now he's he's taking a team to a record that's been standing for 40 something years. I'd probably have Will and Kennedy. Tyler, I was literally Kennedy. just about to say yeah, that. Will, Will Kennedy should Mate, be Tupinua. right up there. Will, Will Kennedy should likes, be right up there. Because and even Daniel Saifidi, he's, yeah. like he's gone from probably just under those top mm. front rows into the top echelon of front rows. I now. mean, the two hookers aren't there. Reed Mar- is Marnie or um, or the kid from Newcastle there. I think yeah. they've both improved yeah. out of sight. I just think like year. Will Kennedy, because at the Sharks, at the start of the year, he wasn't even fucking a first grader really like he was fighting for a spot maybe gets a start and the sharks now everything they've gone through he's had to chop and change his halves he's had to chop and change his head rowers like and yet every week except for maybe one or two he's fucking fully delivered so i reckon i would honestly put like will kennedy most improved i'd probably put him fuck probably just below papaliti matt burton's not there is he no he's i don't one think that so. i would have thought yep yep yeah um, Daniel Saifidi Tyson, Tyson Gamble The great Tyson Gamble uh, 2020 winner was Hughes So um, Premiers I think that's Fucking pretty self-explanatory um, Storm 57% Panthers 4% 14% Rapidos 11% Manly 10% Roosters 2% But I think we all agree That's probably the order We have it in right now Storm Panthers yeah. Rabbitohs Manly yeah. oh, I think I've got Manly On top of the Rabbitohs Now to be honest with you But I, I wouldn't push back on Anyone that had it the other way. At the I, same I time. agree with you. I've manly. I've manly. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, before Cleary came back, and I was unsure what how they're going to react. I actually had manly above Panthers, but after seeing uh, Cleary just come in and do what he did against the top tier side, Panthers are back to where I had them. But yeah, I agree. I have um, manly just above Rabbitohs right now, just because they have a guy like Trevojevic who just can do anything. Um, I mean, there's there's other stats here of, like, who do you like seeing your team beat the most, which is Storm, Roosters at the top. Obviously, they're the best teams. Broncos is funny because we're at the bottom, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, like, we're at the we're fourth here, but we're at the bottom of the table. That's years of hurt coming through there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, if you were starting a new club, who was the first person you would sign? Travojevic, 30%. Cleary, 28%. Chi, 7%. Tedesco, 7%. Latrell, 5%. Grant, 5%. Ponga, 4%. Munster, 3%. Haas, 3%. The rest on 1%. Who would you? Oh, well, I think we said earlier, I'd go Tom, but the you know obviously this is the first season the couple he's put together injury-free, but I just think the ability he's got, the sort of bloke he is, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought there would be a bigger percentage between him and Cleary in this, um, but, you know, as you said, you, you go Cleary, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't bag you for that at all. I think both would be fantastic choice. I think they are the two obvious ones yeah, by yeah. a distance. Yeah, I, I, you know what, Tom's... A lot of injuries, he said. Cleary, like if you bring that into calculations, Nathan's really durable. He's a tough kid. You know, if you can guarantee Tom's going to play like this for the next ten years, mm. um, but you know what? Anyone on that list, it's there's. I think the one thing these new rules is, as I think the superstars of the game, are, there's a big difference between a superstar and a good first grader. Now, for so long, you had players sort of floating in between, you know, that sort of thing. But now, you know, how we've seen. Individuals grab hold of the games by the scruff of the neck and completely dominate, completely dominate, you know, virtually a season. It's completely mm. dominated periods like uh, periods of footy for, for long extended period of time or, you know, months on end. Um, usually you'd have a bit of a run of a couple of weeks here, like Travojevic and Tedesco. They're, they're dominating games every week and they're mm. putting out ridiculous numbers. So it's interesting uh, that KP at 4%, but he wasn't on the best players list. 
Yeah, it is interesting yeah. that there's all difference. Like, for example, Gutherson was like way down for fullbacks, fullbacks and yet he was yeah. in the top 10. So it's, it, it's you know, I guess best players, people voting with is, who's their favourite players. He's not on this list. I, I would go Cleary just because the key position is seven. Like, <laughs> you can build so much around that seven. Everything depends on hey, the goal seven. Kicks. Well, yeah, goal you, kicks. Goal kicks. You get an 85% of goal Captain, kicker all the um, And then actually, I'm extremely surprised Tedesco isn't higher. He's mm. won two premierships now. Um, he's won multiple origins. Yeah. He's player captain of the series. Of he captained, you know, he's captain the Roosters at the moment. I'm really surprised that he isn't higher. Matter of fact, you could even argue he's higher than Tavoyevich and Cleary because he's actually won premierships, yeah. multiple premierships and multiple series. So he knows what to do when yeah. it comes to winning. Whereas, like, don't get me wrong, what Tavoyevich has done is unfucking believable. But he hasn't won a premiership. Yeah. Um, but you're probably right. You, you expect. You know, we expect this off Tedesco every year, I suppose. You, you get used to it. He's a victim of his own, own success or his own greatness. So, yeah, I just, I'm really surprised Tedesco isn't higher due to the fact that he has won premierships. Same with Munster. I, I would have Munster way yeah. higher too. Matter of fact, I would, I would have Munster nearly as high as Cleary just because yeah, he's 100%. won fucking three, like two, yeah. three premierships and, yeah. and multiple origins. I think he is in for a huge final series. He's yeah. been a little bit below his best few injuries. Um, Second half, second half, a second, second half of last week, he come alive a bit. Don't be surprised if he, you know he's a Clive Churchill or you know he's doing what he's done the last couple of years and aims up in the big games. I think the other thing about that list too, if you look at those top six names, two of them are Melbourne Storm hookers. Yeah. That's crazy. To That's build crazy. a franchise around, you're picking the two guys that one of the Melbourne's got sitting on their bench. Like it's And you've got Munster right beneath it. And I think Grant will skyrocket over the next... I, I wouldn't be surprised if in five or six years' time he's at 20%. I, I think he's yeah. going to be... No, I agree. It's there. crazy that Melbourne Storm have Munster, Grant... Uh, and last year it would have been Cameron Smith. Yeah, so that's yeah. three. Crazy. Crazy. You know what? I'd still pick fucking Cameron Smith. Yep. To, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> if Cameron Smith was still... like, I'd still in the foyer. Like, uh, now, Dally M winners, um, I think we've already gone over this yeah. in the previous post, but okay, on a scale of one to five, how would you vote the refs? So this is really interesting. Um, 75% people said three or less. So that's fi- like most people. So, so 18% said five. They rate, uh, sorry, 18% they rated them five out of five. Uh, 18, then 18% rated four out of five. Then uh, 39% rated them three out of five. 21% rated them 2 out of 5 and then 4% 1 out of 5. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, if you're giving them 5 out of 5, that's perfect. Yeah, so, it's I mean, I, I, yeah. I, it, I, I don't know if a 1 to 5 scale is the best way to measure something like this. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, for <laughs> I think for 39% of people to say 3 out of 5, that's a huge win mm. for rugby yeah. league. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot, lot of things that come in like the, the – I think the refereeing has been off the pace, but there's a lot of can contribute to that. They've had rule changes upon yeah. rule changes. It's a different game. Now, and the game is refereed differently to it was uh, in the Magic Round. Mm. We referee it differently. So they've been instructed that week you need to ref- – like, like how, how hard is that for a referee? Um, I thought the refs were great at the start of the year. Exactly. I, I thought, thought we, had the, we had the perfect balance. You know, there were blowouts and that, but when it came to the refing, well, exactly, that's the, the refing was players. fine. It was just more the teams weren't adjusting to the new rules. You know, I, I just think, I don't think being one referee with the speed of the game, there's going to be fatigue and errors. And um, yeah, I still think, I, I think they've made a few blunders the last few weeks, but 
you know what, they could be the best, and I'd still find a reason. Well, to oh, I think the other thing that we, I think we undervalue a lot is that referees have got these new rules; they're getting used to them, and no shock, the smartest guys in the room have got used to them the quickest. Mm. Bellamy, Bennett, yep. Robinson, Bellamy, for example, he, you know, every rule they bring in, he finds a way to de- to completely debunk it within a few weeks, disguise it as something else. I, jeez, oh, I, I think I think that the way that people bag referees, I understand it, but. I don't think people understand how hard it is, how fast this game yeah. is. I mean, they're, they're keeping up with some of the best athletes in the world for 80 minutes. Yeah, well, that's why we had two referees, yeah. but we wanted to go back to one referee. We want, the, the game's changing the rules. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I, Look, I, I think at the start of the year, they were, it was really good because there was, a clear, there was a clear directive from above. Even though there were blowouts, that's not the ref's fault there's blowouts. Mm. And so no one was sitting there going, oh, the ref did this or that or, yeah. or whatever. So the start of the year, and I think I said, I said, I think the refs have been fantastic. It's been since there's been like this weird change that like some refs are on and then some refs mm. aren't on. And then I just think the last few weeks with all the added pressure of this like okay, we're, we're moving away from this like fast-flying footy to we're going to try to penalise a bit more. That's where I've seen some... No fatigue can excuse some of the, the calls that I've seen. Now, that doesn't mean all refs are bad. Um, so I, I actually... I, honestly, the first, the first six months, I would probably give the refs like four out of five. That's how, that's how good I thought they were. It's ever since the probably the magic round... And again, whose fault's that? That's not the refs' fault. It's a directive. So I, so I just think that it's actually the people above the refs telling them two different things. Whereas at the start of the year, they had a clear directive. They seemed to follow it. The game flowed. You know, or, I mean, for example, Origin was fantastic. Origin yeah. was so well refer- like uh, officiated. Um, I just think it's probably been the last few weeks. But overall, for the whole year, I think they've been pretty good. Like the whole year, just the last few weeks has been a, a few tough call, a, a few games where I've just gone what. Um, and this has probably got a lot to do with the next question, not so much the referees as the bunker involved as well. That's the thing. I, I think that a lot of the the incorrect calls are actually the bunker, and the refs have let let it flow. Well, so I think they're sticking their nose in too much. Yeah. The bunker mm. it's ridiculous. Too many chefs. Well, and yeah. it, but I, I felt like at the start of the year they weren't though. They weren't. I, oh, yeah. I feel like ever since Magic Round where they have gone the head knock thing and they started looking for head knocks yeah, everywhere. They're, they're looking to get involved. You don't uh, need to get involved. You so know? I would say I would say absolutely less with yeah. the bunker. Like going back three plays when neither oh, player got ridiculous. up blowing up. That's adding. You're just adding drama that you don't need to add. So. Um, I would actually say the refs have been pretty solid over the whole year, not the last few weeks, but the whole year. The bunker, on the other hand, mm. since Magic Round, too much. Yeah. Way too much. I can't believe Moore got to 10%. Yeah, that's fucking mental. Yeah. That's more. It's fucking crazy. There are some people with issues out there. Um, <laughs> <Just funny. laughs> uh, okay, now, uh, should the bunker rule on forward passes? I think surely there's technology that could do this. Surely. That it could accurately... Surely. I think I think try scoring opportunities, yes. Yeah. So that so the votes Again, have been. it should just be for the tries. Like with bunkers, should do yeah. it for all. So the votes have been yes, forty six percent. Only try scoring plays thirty four percent. No, eighteen percent. Don't care three percent. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I, I'd go for try scoring plays personally. I'm. I don't know. I I feel like this game existed for one hundred and ten years really successfully without technology dominating the entire thing. And I, oh, I, yeah. I, I think you got to accept that. It's not all going to be perfect. Yeah, and that's totally what a touch his job is. Yeah. Check yeah. four passes. Yeah. We've got two blokes out there. Oh, you got two, if those two don't pick it up, like, yeah, I don't know. There's going to be howlers that get away with it, but there's going to, you know, for, for every howler, there's another 99 that they do get yeah. right. In oh, my absolutely. Um, I just think, I think that try scoring plays, um, we're looking at the bunker anyway. Yeah. So, like, 
if you can see a clear forward yeah. pass, you should you should give it. But definitely not during play. I, like the, even <sighs> sometimes a forward pass will be against a team that I support, and I'm just like. I'm going to get it back. Like, there's going to be a time yeah. when when I'm watching the Broncos, and they're even going to if throw it's Troscos, it's the blatant ones. You don't want to be judging on. The oh middle, yeah, you know? not the 50-50. I'm t- we're talking like fuck. What was there? Was one another week, like a week ago where it was like nearly a gridiron pass, and you were like, well, there was the Sharks Broncos yeah, one sure. where they made up an excuse to give it because so it was so bad. Yeah. Made um, a mistake to cover their mistake. So, but but in saying all that, if it means we use the bunker less. I'm actually yep. okay with not ruling on forward passes. So if they start to use the bunker for all forward passes, there's going to be some hookers in serious trouble. Oh, isn't fucking there? Oath. And, and And I just think that, like, forward passes are something where, yes, you've got to police them, but it's kind of a part of the flow of the game. You can kind of feel it as a ref. Like, okay, that might have been marginally forward, but is it worth lying a penalty? Not really, because I, I can't, I'm not too sure about it. Um, so yeah, like I think try scoring opportunities maybe, uh, maybe. They, but they even yourself out all the day. So I they? think so. It's just the hell as the bunkers get wrong that I'm just like, what? How would you do that? Okay, uh, is a six again rule positive addition? Yes, fifty four percent. No, forty two percent. I was really surprised yeah, at the amount well, of no because I thought it was overwhelmingly yes. Well, it's it's, it's, two, it's two parts to a six again rule. There's a six again for infringement in the ruck, mm. which I think's good. Mm. Then there's six again for offside, which I think's bad. Last so, year was so to group it like this is, I don't think, giving the best. Last year was 82%. Uh, it's not painting the best picture. There's no way in the world, well, in my opinion, and I think majority of people will be with me, that, that the six again for offside is good. Mm. Teams just, teams jump the offside, they give away an extra tackle, but it doesn't matter anyway because they've dominated, they've got what they wanted, which is a slow play the ball, then they control the set. The offside has got to go back to a penalty for jumping early. But again, the infringement in the ruck... Um, I thought we had a good balance before before the we've taken the offside one. I thought we had a good balance with this. Yeah, I also think, as you said, 82% was yes last year. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And all the Don't best coaches. Yeah, well, so the best coaches had a whole preseason, though, yeah. to work out how to take advantage of it. And shock me, we've got a competition where there's five teams that can win it, more yeah. than likely two teams that can win it. Yeah. And they're... The best coaches, weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is weird. <laughs> it's weird how the best coaches always seem to figure it out quickly. Um, but I think that's where the real strain has come because I feel like that the refs and maybe the referees board or whatever has reacted to the blowouts and gone, fuck, we need to like bring the scores back in. So they've started to try to penalise more and that's where we've found this, we're in this weird space right yeah, now. Yeah, and mate, why, so look what last year was, 82%. So why go and change the rule? And let's put off sides, you know, for jumping early. Like, there's just too many rules. Like, I just think, like you said, it was 1908 we started. Mm. The amount of rule changes in the last five years, yeah, there wouldn't have been that many in the 80 before. Yeah, it's it. crazy. It's, yeah. Yeah, bizarre, bizarre. You know, I thought it was good just with the ruck infringement, six against fine, but, you know, off sides, jumping the gun early, that's got to be a penalty. I never get, like, um, the scrum one. It's so blatant. 
It well, is, sh- it's like, why are we having a scrum? Yeah. What's the point when you can clearly see the defensive teams like, fuck it, like we're just shooting off the line. It's like, well, what's the point? Like, um, anyway, it, it is what it is. I think we had a really good balance last year. I don't think I would hate to add more rules to protect yeah. the rules. Well, and then the before we know it, we've mm-hmm. fucking got a million rules to fix the old rules that weren't even... Yeah, anyway, um, I think last year was perfect. But in saying that, I'm willing to live with this year to not go back to the wrestle. Yeah. I don't want to go back to I think that. people forget the wrestle yeah. <laughs> very yeah. goddamn quickly. Absolutely, because we have to remember, like, the games are way more exciting now than they were fucking... Th- There's a period there where games weren't exciting. Like, you're just sitting there, it was, like, so slow. We've got to find the balance too, but because there's certainly periods where this year... I agree with you, we don't want to get back to the wrestle, but the games weren't exciting. It was all over by halftime in some of the games. Yeah, I, I do feel like we've got to give all clubs time to adjust rather than like constantly changing that's why I thought last year was good give it last year. year and then let it rest give it give it two years yeah, give it five and years. I think if you give, it, give two it 30 years, years if you give it two years then at least you'll give time for all clubs to have the opportunity to catch up whereas right now we changed and then changed again and the teams that had already got it which were the Storm and Panthers just went fuck we got it even more now um, so I just think we just need to fucking let it go for, for better or worse and just let it settle don't change anything and move forward like too many rule changes is fucking it's too hard to keep up yeah and like, as you said trying to find the balance but it's guys like Bellamy that are unbalancing it because yep. they're the smartest guys in the room every single time they work out a way mm. to make it suit them I mean that's like, what the job's supposed to be oh it? for sure but I mean mate, when, when Craig Bellamy's not coaching anymore if the NRL aren't bringing him into this building and saying here's a blank check help us yeah we, oh. we don't know how to deal with this. We need someone as smart as you whole, come and help us. What's crazy is the whole reason the six again rule was brought in was because Bellamy was dominating so much with the wrestle. Like, as in, he had figured out how to dominate the wrestle. All clubs did it, but it was his genius that said, fuck the West Tigers. We're not going to let people dive at our feet. Mm-hmm. And what's ironic is that we fast forward again and Bellamy, the king... Now he's got the most attacking yeah, team in the competition. Now he's got the most attacking team in the competition. So you don't want to be constantly reacting and thinking that it's going to be a different outcome when every single time the best coaches like Bellamy, like Robinson, like Bennett are going to find a well, way. People who want to strive to get better, mm. you know, they sit there on their hands and go, well, how can we get better than this? For so long, everyone thought, well, let's try and bring everyone else back to them. That's uh, why they yeah. stay at the I, top of the tree. I, I was talking to Jamie Sowell the other day and he said that... They, they just decided against Melbourne that they couldn't go into this flow with them of going end-to-end. So he just decided, I'm just going to kick it dead every yeah. single time, give away that that 20 metres. But it doesn't matter because at least we get our defence yeah. set. They don't get on the front foot. And yep. Well, that's when the rule come in when they yep. did that, the seven-tackle rule. Yep. So now yep. we don't have attacking kicks in our game. Yep. Like it's yep, absolutely. Um, now, would you like to see a transfer window? Oh, sorry, how many captain's challenge should each team have? I think uh, one for sure. Two is yep. too many. Two's way too many. Uh, it was 47% one, 41% two, 6% zero, um, more than two, 6%. Uh, would you like to see a transfer window? 63% said yes, two, 22% no, 15% said uh, don't care. I absolutely would like to see a transfer yeah. window. I was speaking to uh, Clint Newton before this, and again, it's, it's such a broad question. He said there's so many different things to a transfer window. They mm. can't get the 16 teams to agree on what a transfer window looks like yep. now. I think everyone would like to see one, but how how it is and, and how they go about it, they can't get the clubs to agree on it at the moment. So, um, you know, it's just never been done in league. Mm. It has to be different to AFL. It has to be different to Premier League. Mm. I still think uh, we should strive for it. A hundred percent. But but again, how that looks, I'd be interested to see. But, you know, I think it's a great idea. I, I love in the Premier League and, and even, you know, you, you get... 
you know after, say, half a season around that third origin game, what your team needs, you can buy someone in yep. to give you a real chance to go have a crack at the back end of the season where, you know, you might be coming seventh or eighth or even sixth and if you can recruit someone, all of a sudden you're a premiership chance, you know. So uh, how it all looks, I'm not too sure how it all how it all would work, but I think it's a great idea. Well, as you said, it's going to take a couple of years and... It's one thing we're not good at in rugby league is being patient. Working <laughs> out if you don't do it right the first time, we're going to let you know about it. Yep. We're going to be on you. Yep. And it, it's going to take time. It hasn't been done before in rugby league. And I think we have to accept that if you're going to do it, there's going to be mistakes for a couple of years. It's not going to be perfect. But I, I, I think long-term, it is the play, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think we And we need to monetize it and content eyes it like the amount of things you could do with transfer windows when it comes to content to engage the fans is incredible. Um, how would you before? Uh, how would you on a scale of one to five? How would you rate the performances of the NRL administration in 2021? I think most people said good, uh, which is I just think that the, the their ability to during during COVID has been incredible, curve. absolutely yeah. incredible. So I agree. Um, now, do you increase? Do you do you support the increased use of the sim pin for fair play? Sixty six percent said yes, thirty one percent said no. Don't care, three percent. Yeah, well, I'm a bit. Simbin, you can't. There can't be a increased use of it. You either it's for this is Simbin or it's not. You know that's for me. Like I, I don't like if it, you deserve to go to Simbin, you deserve to go to the Simbin. We can't be just like we were there. People getting sent to the Simbin. It's just a because poor, we wanted to use it. That was outrageous there for a while. It's a poor question because. Of course it is. It's it's a poor. Because question. then that, that that backs up their whole. Well, it's a poor question because you're asking a fan that. And of course they want to see the opposition get Sinbin. They fucking hate them. So it's a really biased and bad question. Of course they're going to – if you say no, it means you don't want your opposition to get Sinbin. So it's a bad question but because I don't want to see it more. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, think, I think they're trying to hit the right area with that question, but they're missing by a fair whack. Uh, I, I, I kind of like that we did not, – not the increased use of Sinbins, but I think we've lacked consistency with Sinbins for a long time and – you know, like, I, I, I think it's the one thing that rugby union does a lot better than us is that you know black and white. If you if it's a high tackle, if it's a shoulder touch, you're gone straight away. Whereas in rugby league, and you hear the commentators as the players walking up, you go, "Ooh, do you reckon what's going to?" And it's it's a lottery every Ooh. single time. One one thing that makes the lottery is we we have a crackdown in round eight or round yeah. ten, and then <laughs> that just lasts two weeks, and that doesn't happen again. Yeah, oh well, mate, that happens every. T- remember two years ago when players that weren't touching the ball their foot with the play the ball. Uh. They were gone. Andrew Fafita was the worst player in the world for three <laughs> weeks. And then everyone forgot about it all of a sudden. These like, mid-year crackdowns, gotta yeah, go. It's, it's ridiculous. The game is... You can't referee the game differently for a month. Yeah. I, and I also think that, like, the sin bins... I, I don't like the increased use of them because it's 10 minutes. It, it damages... Like, I know people try to trot out all these stats of, like, will they actually score more tries? Yeah, that doesn't matter. You've still got less players on the field. Like, it could affect them down the track, more fatigue. I, um, I, I think the key... The question is... Or the key issue is we need more consistency. You need to yes. know this is a sin bin of offence. For example, look what happened with punching. As soon as we said you're guaranteed to get sin bin if you throw a punch, punching just went gone. Weird. Um, whereas like the, the head high thing, you, you can't you can't police that because it's all accidental. If, you, of if there's something it is. like throwing a punch is not accidental. Head highing someone 100%. is accidental. Totally agree. Um, so and that's why it was full foul play. Like mm. not. A head high is not foul play. Yeah. If I tackle you and it bounces up off yeah. the ball, I've hit, I've hit you at shoulder width yep. or, or, or at your elbow height, but it's, bounced, it's an accident. Absolutely. Um, um, foul play is clear when someone's... 
The key is inconsistency, I reckon. Yeah. The key is consistency. Now, favourite play-by-play commentator. Vossi, 34%. Warren, 29%. Ganane, 12%. Warren Smith, 11%. Other 9%. Thompson, 2%. Speed, 2%. I am surprised the way Ray Warren isn't at one. That breaks Ra- me Ra- hard. is not doing as much anymore, is he? Yeah. I, yeah. I know I, it's I, a Vossi's generation. A it's a generational Vossi. thing. Yeah. That's exactly it. And, um, yeah, I think Rabs has been the best at it for a long time, but... Father Time remains undefeated. Right. So right. who's your number one then? I would have Vossi now, uh, but I would have had Rabs two years ago. Um, but I I mean, if you said to me, Vossi, what we're seeing now and Rabs at his best, oh, it's no not a contest. Rabs, yeah. like it's, and I'm probably a It's like a Joey Johns, you know. Yeah. Like, it, Rabs will go down as the best ever. I think mm. Vossi's tremendous. I've worked with Vossi. He's, he's great to work with. He, weird and wonderful facts Vossi knows about rugby league. He's seen it all, so... And you're right, Rabs is not doing as much anyway either. He's cherry-picking his games and so should. I um, I like Warren Smith. Yeah, Warren yeah. Smith is good. I like Warren Smith. I think he's really good. I'm surprised he isn't higher. Um, Take me now, I've seen it all. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, now, favourite TV analyst, Sterling, 23%. Where's the beach? <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> I'm surprised at Sterling. At tw- like, Sterling higher than Matty Johns? Yeah. That's surprising to me. That is really surprising, especially he's chosen to step down. I think it's because he's going to take an Eels deal. But anyway, Sterling, 23%. Matty Johns, 13%. Cronk, 13%. Ennis, 10%. Andrew Johns, 9%. Gould, 9%. Fitland, 6%. Slater, 5%. JT, 4%. Cameron Smith, 3%. Uh, other 3%. Lockyer, 1%. Alana Ferguson, 1%. Thoughts? Oh, I think it's a tough one. I think it depends where you're watching your footy. I only watch my footy on KO essentially now. Yeah, so when I saw Sterling at the top, I sort of went, fuck, I haven't heard Peter Sterling talk in three years. Mm. I watch I, him on I don't YouTube. Watch yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. fair. Uh, but I, I know that, like, I remember when Sterling used to have that show on Fox. Mm. That was my favourite hour of the week. He's um, a gun. He's a gun. I, I think it's Sterling Johns after that. I, I think there's a bit of daylight to the rest. I think Kronk's finding his way. Um yeah, I think uh, I think it has to be those two at the top for me by a distance. Who you got, Finchman? Yeah, Gus and Joey. I think. Not talking football. They're as, they're as smart as they come again. It's each to what you like, and that's um, they're still those very clever. Maddie, Maddie's very clever while he doesn't do commentaries. You know, when, when he breaks down stuff, he's very smart. So is Mick and Cooper. They've both experienced, but you know, like I love listening to Joey and Gus, and I love listening to Freddie too. Like I've I see like a lot of these guys in different ways. You know, mm. Fred, they're a bit of aloof, but I know him as a different way. And I think Billy, if you ever sat down with Billy, he's as smart as, he's smarter than Cooper, mm. in my opinion. Mm. I'm not just like splitting hands, but the way he can break down a game, I, 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 he, was a, he was like a halfback slater. I, um, I'm just really surprised Matty Johns isn't at number one. I, I just thought that he was the big dog. Like he was absolutely the, the big dog. Um, so it's really surprising. I, don't get me wrong, Sterling. I, I I'm love surprised Sterling. the beak is not at number one. <laughs> We're talking big dog. <laughs> Sterling. Sterling. I understand it at 23. Uh, as in, I understand that he's up the top. But my favourite to listen to is when Freddie and Joey get going. Yeah. It's fucking the best. You like, should see when they get going after a few beers. It's even better. <laughs> Maddie Johns is at number one for me. But when Freddie and Joey get back and forth, I fucking love it. I always watch a show on YouTube. Um, yeah. I, uh, I I agree with you. Slater's knowledge is fantastic. Um, Cooper Cronk, really good knowledge. Sometimes he just kind of drags it a bit longer than he should. And, that, I mean, it's he's, he's in his, like, what, second year? Yeah. He's going to get much better yeah. at that. But his knowledge is fantastic. Just sometimes he'll, he'll 
go on Scott. about a play just a bit too much. If he just compresses a bit, fantastic. Mickey Ennis, I love how honest he is. Sometimes he can be a bit, whoa, like too honest. Um, but again, I love his, uh, I, I think he's one of the best. I think when it comes to like ex-players just coming out of the, the ranks, Kronk and Ennis are probably probably your best at the moment. I think they offer so, so much good insight and in their ability to just break a game down. It, it's, it's really good. Um, so I would probably go Matty Johns, Joey and Fittler, um, and then, then I would go like Kronk, Ennis, um, and Sturlow probably. Or Sturlow just above Kronk and Ennis, I reckon. Um, but yeah, that's it's interesting that Sturlow is and, and he's leaving at the peak of he his power. He won last year. He's gone yeah. back to back. He's gone back to back to the great Sturlow, and he's leaving. That's he's, he's going out in the high. Back for a couple of years. That's crazy. He's gone like, out in the high. I wonder what, what's he, you know, what's he going to do? Like he, he's going to do nothing like me. Put the feet up. <laughs> he's leaving at number one. Like that's fucking interesting. He's leaving at number one. Um, I, I I reckon he's going to be at the Eels as a, a director or something. I I really do. Uh, what do you think of the speed of the game? I think we've gone over that two point field goal. Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah. Yep. So it creates a bit of a thing at the end of the game if you're down by two. And yeah, it makes it chance. interesting. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, the only thing I worry about is with these field goals that there's just so much grayer around these charge downs and penalties yeah. that come mm. off the back. That's my only worry. Uh, and, I mean, we saw what happened to Victor Radley the other day. I mean, joke. he's he's going to miss four weeks of footy because he tried to win the game of footy. I, I just – it just – I understand that you can't attack feet, but how else are you meant to stop a charge down? Exactly right. I, if you I, don't I, get it in the first six centimetres from the ground, it, you, you're not going to get anywhere. Well, that's the right. only way you can do that is by being offside. Yeah. And you give a penalty away. Like, I, I can understand the penalty. Like, I get it because it's just that it is dangerous. Yes, it sucks. He was trying to get the ball. It's just one of those shit things that we have to – it's just a shit penalty. But it, I, I can get the penalty. What I can't get is the three weeks. Anyway, I don't, yeah. I don't, we, we promised we wouldn't get negative into the refs going forward. Yeah, but so they should, it's, it's advantage to the kicker, isn't it, because it's how you're supposed to stop it. Well, if yeah. you're a coach, are you telling them to charge down or not? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a well, plant. I mean, you could even argue uh, – Seven um, halves are really protected when it comes to just normal kicks. Like mm. you look at the Ryan James one, where he tackled um, was it Sam Walker or yeah. or no, it was someone else I think. But yeah, like tackled uh, Peter Sterling. Yeah, <laughs> Sterling, the great Sterling got tackled <laughs> by bloody Ryan James. Um, anyway, that's it for the for the week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow the Guru Rugby League Guru on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, yep. And the Finch Man Brett Finch on Instagram. Uh, make sure next week, next week, Wednesday, 6 p.m., massive merch drop. 6 p.m., Wednesday, be there. We've got the three colours, the brown, the white, and the black. Make sure to grab a case of bloke in a bar. And as usual, I'll go and fuck myself. Thank you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.